It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. Oh, come on, John. I could use a few more minutes on these grilled cheese hot dogs up in Montreal. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Hawks take down the Arizona Coyotes in overtime 4-3. They are able to split a short homestand 1-0-1 with a couple of overtime games. First, a loss to the Anaheim Ducks the other night. Tonight, they get redemption. And Caleb Jones, just like his first game, or rather his first goal with the Chicago Blackhawks, he ends this one tonight, the game-winning goal in overtime. With the win, the Hawks improve to 16-29-5. and Arizona moves to 17-28-7. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. But let's quickly head on up backstairs to the radio booth and bring in Kaylee Chelios, who's been on the call with John Wideman tonight. Kaylee, we, we were talking about this at the beginning of the game. These are two teams in very similar situations. They played earlier on this year a pretty even game, even though the Blackhawks shut them out 2 nothing. Kind of the same situation tonight, but also like the last time the Hawks took down Arizona, they pulled out a victory. It was a team-friendly victory, and uh, they were able to get the better of it tonight against Arizona. Yeah, they were, and I, I really liked the way they responded when Arizona was pressing. They possessed the puck. They were generating some chances, not a lot of high-danger chances, but uh, they were just buzzing a little bit in the third period, and the Hawks came back, and Colin Blackwell scored that goal, and that was a key goal. You could sense the frustration in, in the physical response from Arizona. The next shift, Richie taking a, a tripping penalty against Blackwell, and then I thought it was just a great effort by all three of those players that factored in on that goal in overtime. Sam Lafferty, Anthony Sioux, and um, Colin Blackwell, as, or excuse me, not Colin Blackwell, Caleb Jones, rather. And it was just a good effort, start to finish. The Hawks continuing to find different ways to win. John Weideman said it was a, a matter of will, and the Hawks were the ones who came up with it in the end. And it's also one of these games that we've kind of been seeing a reoccurring theme with this team lately with different guys contributing and different guys being the hero. We have been seeing more of a scoring touch from Seth Jones. You expect it from Andreas Athanasiu, but to see Colin Blackwell get that greasy goal of just punching it in with a good poke check and Caleb Jones just following the play after Athanasiu's speed took off. I mean, this is this is another example of how well this team can play when they all play together and they play the way they're supposed to play. It takes a lot for everybody to pitch in every single night, but when they do, they can be impressive. And and listen, I'm not sugarcoating a win over Arizona, but again, it was a gutsy, willed win for this team. And again, just another example of what they can do when they all come together. And it's not like it's just the top line getting it done either, and and they're relying on Patrick Kane. It's Forrest Kachuk even creating a couple really dangerous scoring chances. You're right, Seth Jones having that shoot-first mentality and defending hard, using that long reach to break plays up in the defensive zone. Jake McCabe playing physical, stepping up for his teammate and carrying the puck up the ice with poise. Uh, and, And different D just activating on the rush opens up time and space uh, for their forwards to be able to make plays and move the puck. So I, I agree with you. I look back to that last game they played when Stauber was a net in Calgary, and every player on the ice, every forward factored in on the score sheet with the exception of Reese Johnson, who also had a great game. But it's different players finding ways to step up and contribute, and it's it's also indicative of how bought in this team is and maybe what a, a good job the 
all-star break can do for your the mental side of the game, not just the physical um, under Luke Richardson. He's really got this team wheeling right now. I'm trying to do is. I'm trying to do math as quickly as I possibly can, and I don't think it's going to work. But six shots on goal for Seth Jones. I'm going through the whole roster, Kaylee, and I'm trying to tally up all the shots on goal for the defenseman. But (laughs) six for Seth Jones, four for Connor Murphy, so that's ten. Another four for Jake McCabe is 14. Two for Jack Johnson makes it 16. I, I mean, there's just so much offense coming from the defense lately, and Kevin Dean has mention Luke Richardson for that matter too that they are just really seeming to be in sync right now uh both those guys were mentioning that Seth Jones is just looking more natural in terms of his offensive game he's not forcing things he's being more efficient but I do think that just kind of goes for the whole defense and it took a while for all these guys to click together but it's really been a well-oiled machine with the how much the defense has been chipping in offensively lately yeah, and I, I think, too, the stability that they have in Jack Johnson and Connor Murphy, they've kind of been this shutdown duo. They kill penalties, and I think that's also allowed both McCabe and Jones to have an opportunity to play against other teams' second, third, or, or fourth lines at times. They don't have to play against other teams' top lines, and that's kind of allowed their offense, I think, at more opportunity. They struggled at times against fast teams or against structured teams to generate offense. So it, it's been a solid effort from, from everybody, like you said, and, and the best players have to be their best sometimes, but it's, it's pretty great when you can look around the dressing room and it's players on the fourth line or Jackson Staubert in his third start of the season having an impact in, in winning games. Okay, I, I think I was able to do it, and I think it was 20 shots on goal out of the 44 for the Blackhawks team tonight. Well you know? done, and great point. <laughs> I like the evidence and the support. Way to multitask. Yeah, it's better yeah. than me trying to keep up with DJ Oreo. At least you were doing something statistical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like arithmetic. I'm glad I can yes. count my regular numbers while someone else is talking, but they, thank you for the, the compliment. I will take it. Uh, all, all day, right, Joe. Kate. One team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, I know you got to get going, but uh, just do me a favor and tally how many of those chauches that John Weidman's able to put down in Montreal, okay? <laughs> Because the way he described them, it, I just knew by the end of it, he was like, oh, I could take down a baker's dozen of those things. And He's he's still here right now, so I, I can't tell you that I was going to try to film him and see what he's got going there with those grilled cheese hot dogs. But maybe I'll still slip the camera and see what he's got rolling. The Kobayashi hot dog eating channel. Is that what his name was? It might be yeah, challenged after I, I, I John think gets so, to Montreal. Yeah. I'll, I'll put John Weideman against Joey Chestnut any day of the week. Oh, Joey Chestnut, that's what it is. I will keep you in the loop with what we uh, find in the Montreal press box. All right, that sounds great. Kaylee, great job as always. Thanks so much. Have a great trip, and we'll talk to you during it, okay? All right, looking forward to it. Thank you, Joe. All right, that is Kaylee Chelio. She and John Weideman with the call tonight as the Blackhawks take down the Arizona Coyotes 4-3 in overtime. It's Caleb Jones with the game-winning goal as the Blackhawks now win both their games against the Arizona Coyotes this year at the United Center. They shut them out back on January 6th to nothing, which means the next two games against this Coyotes team will be at the Mullet Arena. The Blackhawks visited for the first time at the end of the month on February 28th, and then one more time in March. The Blackhawks improved to 16-29-5 with the overtime win. Arizona moves to 17-28-7. and The Blackhawks are also just very good against the Coyotes here at home as of late in their last 15 games. They're now 10-1-4 against Arizona. 
and uh, just being able to pull out the victory after the overtime loss on Tuesday. We've got a lot to get to. We're taking this postgame show up to 11 o'clock tonight. If you would like to join us, 312-981-7200. Some of the things that, are we go- that we're going to get to is postgame uh, locker room sound. It looks like Andreas Athanasiu and Caleb Jones chatted with the media. Luke Richardson, the Blackhawks head coach, doing so right now. But I do want to play the sound from Patrick Kane after morning skate today because he addressed the trade of Vladimir Tarasenko going over the New York Rangers. And we talked about it in the pregame show. Patrick Kane is, is very open and very honest and, and saying some things that you might not always hear from hockey players, let alone just professional athletes, about thinking about the possibility of him being traded. and Because Patrick Kane is in control of that situation, he had some uh, pretty distinct thoughts of Vladimir Tarasenko heading over to New York, which likely prevents the idea of Patrick Kane becoming a New York Ranger. So if you weren't able to catch the pregame sound, we've got a good chunk of Patrick Kane talking with the media about that after morning skate. That is next on the Blackhawks postgame show. But again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll hear from Patrick Kane next on the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. It's time for our three-star selection, which is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider with your collision repair needs. Visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. The number one star tonight is the overtime game-winning goal scorer of Caleb Jones, his second goal on the season. Andreas Athanasiu, the number two star, he had three points tonight, including a goal and a couple of assists. One of those assists coming on Caleb Jones' overtime game winner. And Seth Jones, who scored in back-to-back games, first time he's done that as a Chicago Blackhawk, is the number three star. And again, those are your three-star selection. Our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations, is going to be Jackson Stauber. Stauber becoming uh, one of the few goaltenders to win his first three NHL starts. He won his first two on the road. He wins his third here today against the Arizona Coyotes at home in his first start at the United Center. Jackson Stauber finished with 23 saves in tonight's game. So, again, 3-0 and to begin his NHL career. Uh, just a very good young goaltender, a guy that just seems to know what he's doing out there despite not much experience. But, uh, man, again, everybody who has been in between the pipes for the Blackhawks tonight, I should say this season, has come up big in multiple scenarios. So huge kudos to the Blackhawks coaching staff uh, and especially Jimmy Waite, the goaltending coach, for getting these guys ready on a daily basis and oftentimes just kind of throwing these guys into the fire but uh, doesn't seem to phase many of them. We were mentioning it earlier, Patrick Kane had some uh, pretty opinionated thoughts about Vladimir Tarasenko getting traded from St. Louis over to the New York Rangers. And obviously everyone's going to keep their eyes on Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves these next couple of weeks with the trade deadline looming to March 3rd. And uh, after tonight's game, there are only two other home games left. I take that back, uh, three home games left. Uh, before the All-Star break, <laughs> before the trade deadline, which means that Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves could have three games at most in a red Blackhawks sweater. But after morning skate today, Patrick Kane chatted with the media about Vladimir Tarasenko being traded over to the New York Rangers because that basically prevents the idea of Kane still becoming a New York Ranger. And apparently that was a place where 
Kane had been thinking about waiving in his no-trade clause for the team to give an opportunity to move him and get something for Patrick Kane. Now, I, I, I'm going to replay this because I think it's important to hear how thorough Patrick Kane has thought about this situation so far, even though he has not come to a decision just yet. But listen to what he has to say about helping out the Blackhawks organization with this whole process. We do have post-game sound to get to and all that, but I do think it's important to hear what's going on in Patrick Kane's head right now because there's all this speculation, there's all these rumors, but uh, clearly Patrick Kane is putting a lot of serious thought in this whole process of him possibly no longer being a Chicago Blackhawk. So again, this is him after the news of Vladimir Tarasenko going over to the New York Rangers. Intrigued by for you know obvious reasons and uh, you know obviously uh, you know they made a move to uh, to get him and uh, another big defenseman so um, you know you got to respect them uh, you know going out and trying to make the team better. Not happy to hear about the trade because I mean pretty obvious that maybe one of the places you wanted to go. Well, I mean yeah, I mean just uh, if things are going to happen, I mean you know that was the team that I was definitely looking at. So uh, yeah, it seems like they kind of filled their voice. And went ahead and made a deal. Um, is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> Where are you with your process in terms of deciding what you want to do? Are you conversations every day, just uh, you know, trying to figure things out and uh, probably uh, make a decision in the next couple weeks here and just uh, go with that. One of the things that's going to be easier or harder for, for Kyle will be able to, you know, if you cast a wider net for them, is that something you thought about? You know what I mean? Like you give them six teams to you'll choose from. You know, so. Um, a little narrower, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the number will be six, but um, you know, obviously, you want to do right by the franchise, and uh, the organization here has been amazing to me and given me so much. So, uh, yeah, definitely want what's best for both sides. So you don't think the number will be six? I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I mean, you sign a contract uh, for the no movement clause, no trade clause for a reason, right? Yeah, right. Or else I would have just did a six-team no trade clause. Yeah, I got you. Did, did you hear from the Rangers uh, through Pat, like what the issue might have been? Was it the hip or that you wanted to turn? No, I don't hear. I, I didn't hear about that. I mean, it's. Uh, I felt pretty good last game, so just kind of uh, going how I, how I feel here on a day to day basis, and uh, it's been feeling pretty good lately. So, do you feel like that storyline is being a little overblown? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm not really sure what the story is out there, to be honest with you. But uh, I would say my issue could. Uh, I mean, I think. I feel better than I did last year. I had you know pretty good season last year, so it's just it's just one of those things. I think maybe it, uh, the story leaks out and it piles up a little bit. What, did Pat say anything about what the Rangers want or where the disconnect might have been? Yeah, I don't think uh, I think that's really for for Kyle to uh, to decide when he's talking to different teams. I mean, um, you can hear from Pat about what teams might interest be, be interested, but um, you know it's, it's ultimately up to, uh, to Kyle to make those deals and not put a fault on him or anything. I mean. We haven't really gone to him and told him much anyways yet. So, uh, you know, to me it seemed like the deal was out there for them to, to be made, and, and they made it. How much, um, in terms of conversations, how much do you talk to Jonathan about, like, what he's going to do? Is that something that's... Yeah, I mean, not not every day, but definitely, uh, you know, a handful of times this year. And, uh, haven't talked to him lately about it, so... Is it a case where teams want you to commit, like, you know, you've made the decision that you're open to it? Um, to be honest with you, we're, we're not really allowed to talk to teams right now, so we're not talking to teams. Right. I don't know where you're getting that, you know, that from, that I'm 
talking to different teams, right? Like, I'm not talking to any different team, right? I'm here with the Blackhawks. I'm signed on by the Blackhawks. This is where my contract is, right? Right. No, I can go to Kyle and say, hey, Kyle, this is, you know, a team I might be interested in going to. Can we figure something out, right? I can't talk to a GM from the other team, so no, I, I, I don't know where you're getting that from. No, I'm not saying that you're talking directly to teams, right? Now. Right. People are able to communicate to you through people either through... No? Okay. Uh, like, I, don't, I don't know where that's coming from. Okay. Well, through Kyle. I mean, if, Yeah. If, I mean, I, me- in, in fairness to Kyle, I haven't went to Kyle and said I wanted to go here. Okay. I want to stay. I haven't done any of that yet. So it's like... Okay. You know, I mean, I think we kind of said we take it up to the deadline, and it's, you know, February 11th or 12th or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, there's still, still a few weeks. So um, I think, uh, like I said, within the next 10 days or so, we probably get a clear picture of what's going to happen. So again, that's that's straight from the horse's mouth. That's Patrick Kane saying he has not gone to Kyle Davidson and given a list of teams, uh, yet he's looking at a timeline of the next 10 days or so. The trade deadline is exactly three weeks from today on March 3rd. Uh, but I also think it's important to... Remember what Patrick Kane says. Obviously, you want to do right by the organization. You want to help out both parties, and that's Patrick Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks. He clearly still has so much pride for this organization, for this team, that he he doesn't want to just move to move. He doesn't want to be traded just to be traded or just for him. He also wants to make sure that the organization can possibly benefit from it as well. Um, but again, it doesn't seem like he has decided yet on which way to go. Now, the whole point of Vladimir Tarasenko going over to the New York Rangers and that possibly eliminating New York as a destination, I think it poses an interesting question. Does that make Patrick Kane's decision easier or more difficult? Because clearly he was contemplating New York as being a possible destination. So with one of those places removed, and in Patrick Kane's mind, is that the top destination he's looking forward to? If it is, and now that's off, off the table, do you want to still leave? Or are you looking at other organizations and teams that are in a position to win a Stanley Cup? Um, we don't know, and, and we're not going to find out until... A decision is made and a move has been made. And who knows when that happens. But the other thing to keep in mind, sometimes when these things get drawn out a little bit more, it benefits the team making the trade. So that could benefit the Blackhawks. But a ton of different things could happen. Maybe a move doesn't get made. Uh, I don't think too many Blackhawks fans are going to be complaining too much if Patrick Kane is not traded, though, either. So... Just wanted to play that sound because I thought Patrick Kane did a great job of putting a lot out on the table and just being very open and being very humble throughout the whole situation. We've got more to get to. We've got post-game sound from tonight's overtime win over the Arizona Coyotes thanks to Caleb Jones' game-winning goal. And we'd like to hear from you, 312-981-7200. This is the Blackhawks post-game show on 720 WGN. Caleb Jones with the overtime game-winning goal tonight as the Blackhawks take down the Arizona Coyotes 4-3 here at the United Center. Now it's off to Canada. The Blackhawks with a four-game road trip up north. They'll be in Winnipeg, Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa. Their first look at Alex Dabrinkit in a Senator's sweater. That'll be interesting. Uh, Let's hear from the Blackhawks winning goaltender. Jackson Stauber, his third straight NHL victory tonight. 
that you just kind of try to get across when they're in tight like that and make yourself big, get as close to the puck as you can. So. And what about the one in overtime? I don't think it was like a couple minutes left, same kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, same kind of thing. It was, uh, I was actually a little late coming across, so I had to extend, and yeah, um, I just got a piece of it. So. Dietz probably already told you, but you're the first <laughs> to start 3-0. and What? What's that feel like? Yeah, it feels great. Obviously, it's a good start. Uh, you got to keep it going, though. I mean, that's more than a good start. It's historic. I mean, you got to—is that bragging rights uh, for your friends? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it'll be bragging rights, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Obviously, really special with obviously uh, an original six team and so many great goalies. Yeah, it uh, feels good. I don't know what? what you were expecting this year in terms of, of getting up here, getting any opportunities, but how, how do you kind of keep in the moment every time you're in that net? Yeah, I think you just take it one day at a time. And, and for me, you know, one period at a time each game I play. And, um, you know, we didn't get off to a great start tonight, but guys battled and, and played really well the last two periods. Were there any extra nerves of being your first home game? Uh, no, no, more excitement. Um, you know, it's always fun to play at home. So, you know, I backed up here, obviously, and to be in this atmosphere then and play was, was awesome. Is there anything you tell yourself after a rough start like that? You know, two goals in the first, whatever it was, 12 minutes to see? Yeah, just focus on the next shot, right? Just obviously you can't do anything about those ones, so you got to move on and just play the game. What, were you rattled at all when, when they scored like a minute and a half in? No, I wasn't rattled. Obviously, it's not an ideal start, um, but it happens, right? Sometimes pucks are going to go in early, and you just got to reset and refocus. Lots of scrambles and loose change around the crease tonight, too. How important is it for you to have veterans like Seth Jones keeping loose change out? That's huge. Those guys are so good out in front. I, I really like the decor, and they do a great job of, of boxing guys out. You know, If there's a rebound, they're clearing it away or tying a guy up so I can get a freeze. So, yeah, it's it's awesome to have those guys back there. They make my job a lot easier. Are they encouraging you to be vocal, or are they vocal with you, and how much chatter is there? Yeah, I think communication's huge, right? Obviously, when they're coming in into the zone and the guys are coming in hard, like they, they don't know what's on them, so that's my job to kind of let them know, um, you know, where the guys are. And, and, yeah, I think then when I get back to play the puck, they're communicating with me, letting me know, you know, what, what play to make. So i got to trust them and, and make that play. Your parents are again tonight? Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. yeah. So they've been all three games you started, right? Uh, right? No, they weren't in Calgary. Were in Calgary. Yeah, so okay. not in Calgary, but, yeah, they were in uh, St. Louis and here tonight. Okay. Yeah, Stauber's mom was able to make it to the game in St. Louis. I remember at the Enterprise Center, Hawks did a really good job of uh, getting her over there quite quickly because I, I think it was a last, not last minute decision, but it, it did happen kind of quickly that Stauber was going to start in that game. But another stellar night for him. And again, just being able to keep his composure, even though the Arizona Coyotes scored in the very first shot they took, um, he continues to just seem to be. <sighs> totally aware of his surroundings even though he's fresh to the nhl it's really been entertaining to watch him flourish up at the highest level in hockey caleb jones had the had the overtime game winner he had a few things to say for the media let's hear from him a lot of good chances in this yeah, I kind of felt like the uh, Anaheim game a little bit all over again. We were getting a lot of chances, a lot of zone time. I thought we came out flat, but uh, once we found our legs, started playing a little more physical, it, it worked out for us. And uh, it's nice to always get the two points when you play that way. <clears throat> What do you think was working well? Um, I just think we're playing connected. You know, I think we're all we all know how we're supposed to play. We're all playing in a system, and I think that shows when when all five guys are playing the same way. Is it uh, particularly special to, to be a bookend scores with your brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always fun. Uh, I've been on him this year to shoot a little bit more, and he's been hot lately. So. 
Um, you know, he's been telling me the same thing. So, and hopefully, we both kind of, kind of keep getting it going here. Are you going to argue which one of your goals is pretty or uh, more important? He had a, that was a nice one he had. I would say I'd probably uh, just, just being a hockey fan, I'd say he had a nice one in the slot there. I'd give it to him. Tonight. <laughs> Jackson's first talk goalie to start 3-0 in his career. Um, what's, what's it been like playing for him? Uh, it's been awesome. You know, he, he's pretty composed back there. He plays the puck well for a young guy. He's, um, you know, he's not afraid of the moment. It doesn't look like he's getting too nervous. And, um, you know, he, he's been playing great for us, and you know, he's been consistent, which is always great. He's a really good kid. We've got one last chance to take your calls and text 312-9172-100. We'll wrap up the Blackhawks postgame show after a 4-3 overtime winner over the Arizona Coyotes next here on 720 WGN. Just want to read a quick text from the 917. Interesting fight to start. Amateur audio. This is Chicago radio. College radio is higher quality. If you're trying to capture sound bites from superstars, Put on your big boy pants and try to find a quiet, but I'm, I'm guessing they mean quiet place. Ouch. This, this is not against Jack Heinrich. This is this is this came after the Patrick Kane audio. Ouch. Still. Was, yeah. Well, I don't know Ooh, what to tell you, harsh. David. That's that's really I, harsh. I, I tried to box out everyone as best I could and be right in front of Patrick Kane, but apparently there are still some critical people out there. Mm. Hawks beat the Arizona Coyotes 4-3 in overtime tonight at the United Center. Let's hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. And how nice to, to convert on enough of those chances to pull this one out. Yeah, I thought maybe we even, uh, when we got the third one, I just had a feeling that we'd maybe break through and get that fourth and fifth one. But unfortunately, uh, they got the tire. But it, it was nice to converge in overtime. I thought, uh, again, I thought we had some really good uh, ozone time tonight and we, we didn't really penetrate the inside as much as I'd like, and, and I think we'll still have to search and find some ways to do that. But, uh, you know, I thought uh, we won some... Uh, the first period, we were flat for whatever reason. We just we were lucky to get the one goal and on the delayed penalty to give us a bit of life to go into the second. But the second, I thought we reacted really well. We talked about the, the red zone areas that I call them. It's just inside our blue line, and we didn't get those battles in the first period to get them out. But they... Uh, they play very aggressive and keep their D in. So if we can win those battles, we, we created some breakaways, um, two-on-ones in the second period, and I think that kind of gave us some life offensively. Is Jackson surprising you at all? I mean, not much experience, 23 years old. Probably didn't expect him to get too much playing time this year, and he's 3-0. and Yeah, didn't know really what to expect uh, going in. But uh, you know what? The first game, he was really calm and solid in there. He looked confident. And I think he's just built off of that and being around here and working with the guys. And when you're in the NHL every day taking NHL shots, you're improving. Like even in practice, I know he's only played three games, but he's looked really good in the three games. I I think, um, you know, I mean, for him, it's it's a great start, but uh, it's just a start, just like any young player. And, and, you know, I'm sure he wants to continue it. And he seems to be very focused. He's a quiet guy. Uh, but again, he's another guy that had a dad that played and, and grew up in that lifestyle. So that helps, I think, with the mental part of it and the preparation part of it. So um, it's great to see. And I think the guys play really hard in front of him. Uh, you know, we're trying to keep the shot clock uh, down on when he's in there, not overwork him for a young guy. And, uh, you know, it's worked out well for him. So it's uh, happy for him and hopefully it continues. He definitely seems like he belongs. Jackson Stauber becoming the first Blackhawk goaltender to win his first three NHL starts. Tonight was one of four NHL games throughout the league. Let's hear from some of the out-of-towns, and we start in New York. Back to Truba. More than two and a half minutes gone by. Giveaway from Ryan Donato. Panarin all over. Suttering pass and a score! His first game as a Ranger.
manager Vladimir Tarasenko gives the Blue Shirts a one nothing lead. Yeah, wasted no time to make his way into Madison Square Garden. Rangers ended up beating the Kraken 6-3 to in that one. Seattle moving to 3-6-1 now after they had that perfect 7-0 and road trip that they finished off here at the United Center a few weeks back. Let's go to Columbus. Leafs keeping it in. Here's Miner centering in front. They score! A beautiful feed from Mitch Miner to John Tavares. And all he did was just elevate the puck and into the net it went. And a power play goal springs the Leafs into a one nothing lead. One of two goals for Tavares. That's Joe Bowen of TSN Radio, 10-50. Also, the Penguins lead the Ducks 4-1. to And that does it for your out-of-town scorebook. Blackhawks beat the Coyotes 4-3 in overtime tonight here at the United Center. Blackhawks Hockey is sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. ComEd for business. ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to all the help we got back at the WGN studios and all the help here at the United Center. Our next broadcast is tomorrow night. Blackhawks visiting the Winnipeg Jets up in Canada. It'll be a 9 o'clock puck drop at 8.30 pregame show. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh Trivia. You've been listening to Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.